Happy Friday, friends. We are back at it again, talking about testimony. And um, I I remembered something as that that intro was was playing. And so I had to look it up really quick. And that's what I want to start with is um, 1 John 5.10, because this is perfect considering the topic. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Again, it's 1 John 5.10. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Isn't that so good? That's so good. I'm going to read it one more time. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Having the testimony isn't just about blabbing, right? It's about knowing that that someone has taken up residence inside of us. And I was I was sitting sitting back here yesterday and I was listening to all of the happenings going on outside of the office and there was nonstop chatter. And it really struck me because I was like, we are a people who love to talk. As humanity, we love to testify about the things that, that we've experienced, no matter what it is. We just love to testify. And, and that is actually a testimony of who he is. He loves to testify also. It's why he goes on and on and on about how great we are and until we finally believe. And then he starts on the next level. You know how God works how the power of prophecy works. Once you stand up straight in that thing that he's been saying to you over that past season, he immediately throws you into the next thing. It's just how it works. Sometimes I feel like I'm always toddling. Anybody else? Just me? Probably not. (laughs) Anyway, so let's just remember that anyone who has a testimony has Christ living in them. And, and we have been kind of um, basing this series or this this teaching anyway off of Revelation 19.10. I did it. Where is the applause? <laughs> Revelation 19.10. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. And I love that. And we should all love that, that the testimony of Jesus Christ is when we give language, when we give expression to the things that that he has done in our lives. And like I said before, that we are made to express testimony. And we do it all the time. It's just a matter of recognizing what the source is of our testimony. Now, the chatter that was going on yesterday was about encounter with movies, encounter with this person or that person. And it was just, it was just talk, right? And that's what we do is we just talk incessantly about nonsensical things. And I wonder what would happen if we were more mindful about the things that we were releasing from our mouths, because we know full well that words create worlds. The power of life and death is in the tongue, which means that every formed word that we release has an essence of power on it. I don't know what kind of power you're tapped into, but it has a power and it is creating something. And as I was going to sleep last night, I put on, I was just hungry 
for for scripture. I was hungry to hear, to be reminded of of Jesus, of the, of God, of the things that He has done. I was hungry for testimony, and I I put Psalm on, and I started in the first chapter, and I just love to hit play on my Bible app and let it go all night long. And I knew that there was something in there that I needed because it was about five or six chapters in and my phone died while plugged in. That's suspicious. And so I plugged it into John's cord and hit play again because I'm no loser. Anyway, in, in chapter four, it really captured my attention And I think so often that we equate testimony to only the positive things. But testimony is is also about being honest, about being, um, oh gosh, authentic, right? And listen, I just want you to listen to this. And I want to read it first in the message translation. And then we're going to, we're going to hit it in the passion translation also, because, you know, sometimes you just have to read things in the message. It says, again, we're in Psalm four. When I call, give me answers. God, take my side. Once in a tight place, you gave me room. Now I'm in trouble again. Grace me, hear me. Do you see what he's doing? David's reminding himself by releasing testimony of, wait, I've been in this place before and God took care of me. And I love the first line. When I call, give me answers. God, take my side. See, David knows who he is in Christ. He knows who he is. He knows that God will come to his aid. Let's keep reading. Verse two. You rabble, how long do I put up with your scorn? How long will you lust after lies? How long will you be crazed by illusion? Look at this. Look who God pi- look who got picked by God. <laughs> I love that. Look at this. Look who got picked by God. It's kind of like a nana na boo boo. He listens the split second I call to him. Complain if you must, but don't lash out. Keep your mouth shut and let your heart do the talking. Build your case before God and wait for his verdict. Why is everyone hungry for more? More, more, they say, more, more. I have God's more than enough, more joy in one ordinary day than they get in all their shopping sprees. At day's end, I'm ready for sound sleep for you, God, have put my life back together. Do you see how he's like being so honest? He's like, I feel surrounded. I feel attacked. I've got all of these things coming against me. But he's reminding himself, I've been here before. I've been in places like this before. And God has come to my aid. And by the end of this psalm, David is like relaxed. And he's like, you know what? This is no big deal. I'm just going to lay back into the arms of the father and rest because he's got me. And you can see how he kind of toggles back and forth. But this is going on. But this is going on. But God, right? He picked me. Could we just have a willingness to have more honest moments with God? I think oftentimes we put masks on and, and feel like it's our job to 
to kind of like sweep all the ick underneath the rug and pretend like everything is just fine. But when we do that, we miss out on the opportunity to create lasting stories or testimony for the people that are coming behind us. If I'm not honest about the things that are going on in my life right now with God, I'm closing myself off from experiencing the power of Christ in me. Okay, let's go back and read it again, this time in the Passion Translation, and they do read completely different. So you're going to feel like I'm reading a completely different chapter, but I promise you it's the same. Psalm 4, God, you are my righteousness, my champion defender. Answer me when I cry for help. I love that too. Instead of, (laughs) he chose me. He's just like, God, you're my righteousness, my champion defender. Answer me when I cry for help. Whenever I was in distress, you enlarged me. Wow. Just take a second and imagine that. No matter what it is that that you're experiencing right now, just like take the time to close your eyes and settle in and Admit the the distress and then ask him to allow you to feel him enlarging you Mm. because he will. He'll do it. I'm being squeezed again and I need your kindness right away. Grant me your grace. Hear my prayer and set me free. Listen to me, you elite among men. How long will you defame my honor and drag it down into shame? Will you ever stop insulting me? How long will you set your heart on shadows, chasing your lies and delusions? So, you know, like, even if you're surrounded by lies, even if there are people attempting to defame you, You can count on God to enlarge you. In fact, I think it actually works in your favor when you're honest about what's going on. When you go, oh gosh, I was just reminded of years ago, um, Vince had been introduced to the Father Heart of God in a new fantastic way. And every time something bad happened, he'd be like, I'm telling dad. And I love that. I love that. Because it's moments of honesty where it's like, my first knee-jerk reaction isn't to whine about it, but I'm going to tell God. I'm telling God on you. And isn't that what David is doing? He's like putting these people on notice. I'm telling dad on you. I'm his favored one. You watch. You can do, you can, you can throw her all the insults at me you want. But God. Right. And I think that actually we could count ourselves blessed if we do have insults being hurled at at us. If our names are being defamed right now, I think that we can consider ourselves blessed. Can consider maybe going and reading Matthew 5 if you don't believe me. (laughs) All right. Where were we? How long will you defame my honor and drag it down into shame? Will you ever stop insulting me? How long will you set your heart on shadows, chasing your lies and delusions? May we never forget 
that the Lord works wonders for every one of his devoted lovers. And this is how I know that he will answer my every prayer. Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sin against him. Be still upon your bed and search your heart before him. And this this entire psalm is, is, I want to say it like this, because I think sometimes when we hear the word lament, that we immediately kind of like throw it into a pity category. And I don't think that that's right. I think that we need to throw lament into a champion category, right? Like let's let's put on different robes, not pity, not, not um, tattered rags when we're thinking of lament. Let's put on our champion robes and lament before the Lord our God, right? Let's Let's put on a posture of, I know who I am, right? Like let's go before him with that, I know who I am in you. And this is what's going on. And and lament simply means to cleanse your heart before the Lord. All of this is happening, God. These people hate my guts. But I don't know much. (laughs) But I know you love me. All right. Bring to Yahweh the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in him. Lord, prove them wrong when they say, God can't help you. Oh, I love that. Don't you love that? And you need to recognize that taunt, right? People today aren't actually going to come at us and say, God can't help you because there is no belief in God, right? Like there, there is a, there is more non-belief in God in any given situation than there is belief in God. So you're not going to have somebody be like, God can't help you. That's not how it's going to happen. So you need to recognize it when that's happening because we can run into his loving grace, into his arms and know that he's got us. We can endure, right? Let the light of your radiant face break through and shine upon us. Who doesn't want that? Let the light of your radiant face break through and shine upon us. The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time, even more than when the harvesters gaze upon the ripened grain. I'm going to read that again because it's really, really good. The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time even more than when the harvesters graze upon, or gaze upon their ripened grain and when their new wine overflows. This is huge. Even when everything is going well in your life and you have more than enough, you have that abundance overflowing, like you know, the press down and overflowing times of life, that this intense pleasure of being authentic and transparent before the Lord is even greater than those times. Wow. So there's opportunity. There's opportunity when it, when there are things coming against us, when we are surrounded by enemies, it's, it's opportunity to experience the intense pleasure of the Lord. God stopped me this morning. I was considering some things and it was kind of a woe is me 
moment and and probably even self-pity. And he's like, Angie, why do you believe that that's how it has to be? And it was jolting for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And it was like, I want you to change the narrative on that. And not just for me. Because one of the one of the things that, that I believe, especially in the prophetic world, one of the things that I think that we have bought into that isn't actually of the Lord is that that we have to go through that mother rejection or that father rejection to be formed. And, and that's what God was coming against this morning. It's like, yeah, that's what you've been taught, but why does it have to be that way? Do you have to reject someone? for them to be formed and molded and raised up? No, that would be like me believing that I must reject my own offspring, my own children for them to stand, right? For them to be successful in any measure, in any way. And it's a lie. It's a lie that we have bought into as a prophetic people that we have to have that sting of rejection attached to our lives. And, and we've actually worn it around like some kind of badge of courage. Look at me. I've endured. I've endured the mess of the church. No, like let's change that narrative. It doesn't have to be that way. We don't actually have to endure the sting of rejection one to another, nor should we. If, if, if there is rejection that you're experiencing from people that you would prefer to be raised up by, let's just be brave and have the conversation. Because what happens is we carry that from one relationship into the next. When you've identified a mother or father that you would like to be under, that you would love to, to be a part of what it is that God is doing in their lives, if you are experiencing rejection in that scenario, you need to have the conversation. You need to have that honest cleansing of your heart before that person, because it's likely not them. It's something that you have carried from the past into that scenario. That was for free. I just wanted to mention that because it felt really important this morning that we more closely examine what it is that, that we are labeling God, you know, like this is necessary in order for me to stand in righteousness. That's actually not necessary and it's evil. Can we just call things that are evil, evil? <laughs> okay, where were we? Okay, the intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time, even more than when the harvesters gaze upon their ripened grain and when their new wine overflows. Now, because of you, Lord, I will lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. What a declaration that is. Because of you, Lord, I can lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. That's boldness right there. That's coming boldly before the throne, right? No matter what happens, I'll live unafraid because I'm surrounded by you. Let's be those people. Let's have 
that be the, the outpouring of testimony on our lives, that we were the ones that lived authentically before the Lord, that we gave language to the things that are going on in full honesty, that we lie down before the Lord and lament to have our hearts cleansed. We're not holding anything back from him. We're releasing it and we're not trying to clean it up first and make it look like something that he would receive because he's already received you. So let's just be honest before him. Let's be transparent and authentic and be like, God, this is going on. Let's be like Vince. I'll tell dad. This person's being a big meanie head. I mean, like, I like to, I like to kind of water it down to that childlikeness because children have no problem tattling, you know, and we should be more like that. Not in bratty ways, you understand. But let's be those who can say, because of you, Lord, I have all the peace I need and sleep comes at once. I can rest and live unafraid. Father God, right now, we just thank you for the invitation to live transparent before you. You see it all anyway. It's us who attempts to hide it from you. God, just remove the lie that shame puts on us to keep us hidden from you. Let us be those who quickly expose ourselves before you for the cleansing of our hearts. That we would be those who champion you at every turn. No matter what is coming against us, we'll be like, ah, he chose me. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) That we would be bold children knowing who their daddy is. We love being yours. We love being caught up in you and love. We're so safe and we're so secure in you. And we can run to you at any moment. And we can live courageously. And we can live boldly. Because of you, we can live unafraid. Father, let the testimony that spills out of us be a pure and authentic expression of who you are. Amen. All right, guys. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, mother. Top of the morning to you. I'm not Irish. Well, I think I have. Yes, I am Irish. However, (laughs) I do not have an Irish accent. (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day to my mom and the rest of you guys. Have a blessed weekend and we will talk soon.